Hello and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin, from www.thebluesguitarshow.com. That's right, I've got a new website, as I mentioned on the podcast last week. Uh, Go and check it out if you haven't already. There's a lot of cool and interesting stuff you'll find over there. Free tab downloads. That's where you can subscribe to the mailing list if you want to get the PDF tabs for this and other episodes. If there are any episodes that you want the tabs for that are previous ones that aren't uh, aren't available still on the website, you can just shoot me an email at ben at show.com. Now, those of you that follow me over on Instagram at Blues Guitar Show Podcast will know that over the last couple of weeks, I've been tracking how much guitar practice I've been doing. Now, I found this is a really useful thing to do, just so you can kind of look back on it and see what it is you've done in that week and compare it to other weeks and see where you can kind of best fit in the time. This week, I managed to practice 13 and a half hours, which is pretty good. Uh, last week I think I was only about seven and a half. the week before that around about 10 or 11 and I know that I forgot to turn it on for a couple of uh, a couple of sessions that I was doing and I think one of the shows I forgot to turn it on for but that's still pretty good I do it using an app that is on iOS I don't know if there's something similar on Android although I'm sure there is it's called music practice all one word and you can just turn it on when you're playing guitar you can actually put in the uh put in the app what it is exactly you're practicing but I'm, I'm not that organized so I just turn it on when I'm practicing leave it on but it's a good indicator of how much guitar you're playing in the week and probably quite interesting I think I thought I was playing a lot less guitar in the week than I actually am which is quite nice to see but probably works the other way around too you think like oh I do a lot of practice but actually when you pick it up and practice daily are you only clocking really you know five ten minutes or are you getting managing to get in those sort of half an hour decent length practice sessions So that's just a bit of advice, something that I think I found useful that hopefully you guys will too. Now in the last episode we were looking at finger picking the blues and this one is going to be something of a continuation on from the last episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 73, head back to that one. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the mailing list so you can get the tab. Everybody should have had the tab. There was a little bit of a hiccup getting tabbed to people but this week I think everybody should have it now. Uh, make sure you get the tab, listen to the one before, and we're going to do a bit of a continuation on from that today. And in this session, we're going to look at more kind of Robert Johnson's style uh, acoustic blues, keeping some of the techniques we learned in last week's episode, but adapting them and learning one of his cool turnarounds. So in the last episode, we were looking at the Delta Thud. Now, we were doing this on the top string, and we were playing with our thumb, and we were muting a little bit of the top string with the palm of our hand to give us this nice palm-muted thud sound. Now, today what we're going to do is do the same thing, but we're going to do it on the A string. So the first thing we're going to do is just try and get a nice thud sound, nice and clean, on the A string. You can do this either with your bare thumb or using a thumb pick if you are a thumb picker. Make sure we have just a little bit of that string right back at the bridge covered by the hand and get that nice kind of consistent sound. Now in case you're wondering whether or not you should be using a thumb pick, it's really just a case of personal preference of sound. I'm using one right now, I've got a nice metal Jim Dunlop uh, 043 USA model thumb pick, but it just gives you a little bit more attack. If I was to play without a thumb pick it would sound like this. If I slip the thumb pick back on, you hear it just has a little bit more attack, it's a little bit more kind of aggressive sounding. 
Now, some people like that, some people don't. It really depends on your playing style. Some people find it very difficult when you first start playing with the thumb picks, try and get used to it. Uh, I certainly did. I think it took me a long time to find the right thumb pick and one that would work uh, for me. Especially as I'm left-handed, they don't really make a lot of ones moulded for left-handed thumbs. This one is a right-handed one, but seems to do the trick. So, once we get that nice thud going on the A string, on the fifth string, the next thing we're going to do, and if you are looking at the tab for this one, this is when you can start following along. Next thing we're going to do is we're going to make this chord shape. This nice seven chord shape. So we're going to basically start with this D7 shape. If we were to make a regular D7, that would be zero on string four, fret two on string three, fret one on string two, and fret two on the bottom string. This is a chord that we use a lot in blues music, but what we're going to do is we're just going to go ahead and move this. So now, on the bottom string we're on fret 9, second string fret 8, third string fret 9. So it's the same shape. And we're going to play one open A string, and then with my first, second and third fingers I'm going to just pick the bottom three strings. So we're going to go third, pick. I'm going to do this twice. We go third, pick, third, pick. Okay, and if you're looking at the tab, you'll be able to see that we just do this twice and then we're going to do two extra bass notes. So if we did that nice and slowly, it would sound like this. That's the first bar, but of course, because we're playing blues and we're playing acoustic blues, particularly Robert Johnson style blues, we want to make sure we have a bit of a shuffle on there as well. So instead of playing it straight, which would be one and two and three, four, we want to try and get a one and two and three, four. So that's thumb, fingers, thumb, fingers, thumb, thumb. It's a really good thing to just try and start with the thumb there consistently on the quarter notes and then try and add on the but try and keep those quarter notes really consistent in terms of speed so that's bar one of our progression today. Bar two, all we're going to do is we're going to move this chord shape, which at the moment is on 9, 8 and 9, we're going to move it down one fret, so now on the bottom string we're on 8, second string 7, third string 8. So we have this. Okay, and we're going to do the same thing, so before we went thumb, fingers, thumb, fingers, thumb, thumb, then we're going to move it down one fret, then back up. So bar two, thumb, fingers, back up, thumb, thumb. So all together, first and second bar sounds like this. Thank you. 
Okay, that again, that one fret movement is used a lot in this kind of blues. Because it creates this kind of tension and resolve. Because all these notes effectively are a little bit wrong sounding, but what it means is that the movement from the wrong sounding notes to the right ones gives us this nice kind of resolve which we see a lot in blues and jazz. So bar one and two. Bar number three is the same as bar one. We do that again. Okay, so let's try bars one, two, and three. One, two, and three, and four, and... There we have the first three bars, the top line of this week's exercise. Now the next part we have is this really cool rundown. Sounds like this. Now there's a very typical kind of Robert Johnson rundown. He does variations of this in almost every one of his songs. This one is taken particularly from the song Kind Hearted Woman Blues, which has this. good stuff so it's a really important turnaround to use and one that we can utilize anytime we're playing a blues in the key of a and of course these are all movable movements that we can change our position on the fretboard and we can use it to utilize playing in different keys but for now let's stick in the key of a so what we're going to do is we're going to play fret five on the fourth string and the bottom string now i'm doing this with my third finger on fret five on the fourth string and my little finger fret five on the bottom string Play them together, and then play the bottom string. Now you can double that up if you want. But for now we'll just do straight. And then I'm going to go down from fret 5 on the 4th string to fret 4, and change to my 2nd finger. So we have, keeping our little finger anchored on that fret 5 on the bottom string, we have 5, 4. First finger to three, and then two, and again as we go five and four and three and two all together. So let's play the first four bars and see if we can add in the new rundown. We'll go nice and slowly. One, two, and three, and four, and... Down, up, back to the first bar, and then the rundown. Let's do that one more time. One, and two, and three, and four, and...
the last bar here we just have two half notes so this is two chords lasting for two beats each the first one is an E7 so that's a regular E chord so top string open then we fret two two one then we add on the D the fret three on string two and then open E string we hold that for two and then we're going to play an A7 there's a couple of different these, uh, A7 combinations you can play. But I quite like this one, so we're going to go second, um, fifth string, open, second fret, fourth string, third string, open, second fret, second string, and then fret five if you can make the stretch on the bottom string. But you can also play that here. Anywhere we can get that, that A7 sound with the G. So, all together, it would sound like this. Two, and three, and four, and... arpeggio those chords creates a nice ending feel but if you're going around again and back to So loads to unpack in that exercise, and again, just building upon that delta thud kind of uh, constant bassline feel, but this time adding in a little bit more complex melody and rhythm with the fingers. If you struggle with the... Just take it really slow and straighten it up. If you struggle with the one and two and, just try and go one and two and three, four, one and two. And again, a lot of people tell me they struggle with the little finger anchoring there. If you struggle with that, you can always try with your third finger. It just will mean a little bit of a bigger stretch at the end there between your first and your third finger. But it is still doable. I always say playing guitar should be as ergonomic as possible. So find what works for you. Now again, if you need the tabs for these episodes, make sure you're subscribed to the mailing list at thebluesguitarshow.com. Head over there and check out all of the cool things I've got on offer. Download your free practice ebook if you are a new subscriber. Otherwise, you can browse some of the books and courses that I have available over there. And I hope everyone has a great week. Don't forget, you can always reach me by email, ben at thebluesguitarshow.com or shoot me an Instagram message at thebluesguitarshow on Instagram. I also post a lot of short videos of practice stuff over there that I think could also be really useful for you to look at. Have a good week, everybody, and I'll catch you in the next one.
Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.